You are listening to a Strange and Beautiful Network Classics Collection episode. This episode was originally released under our parent podcast, Strange and Beautiful Book Club. Bye. And we're back. And we're back. Wait, what's this one about? I don't know. It's Super Fan Edition or whatever. Super Fan Edition. The Girl Talk Edition. The Girl Talk Edition. Yeah. I don't have your chart. I brought it because I wasn't sure what we were doing. Awesome. We can do charts. I can do Rachel's again. Yeah. That would be fun. Okay. So. Or I started Empire of Storms. You did? Yeah. I'm like 100 pages in. Yeah. I can't wait to start it. I've been like holding off on it. Ooh-wee. We're going to talk about some stars and some chores. I'm Rachel and I'm a Sagittarius. And I'm Hannah and I'm a lovely Libra. And I'm Kate, and I'm an Aquarius. A quirky a, little Aquarius. A Libra rising and a Taurus moon. <gasps> God, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> is it hot in here, or is it just me? Tuning in to hear these three chatting about fantasy. Novels of the spicy variety. Not your average book club, if you know I'm happy to be the one Sagittarius in your acquaintance. <laughs> well, your Sagittarius is subtle. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. And we started to do this last week. But what happened was Rachel failed. And um, <sighs> the first time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> for the first for time since she was born. For the first time in forever. Yes. Normally I catch it. Rachel but I don't know. failed I us. Didn't. Big. It was late. It was like Sunday. It was late, like, yeah. Time in forever. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for what that. is that from? Frozen. Frozen. Oh, okay. Disney, so know. we're definitely getting sued now. Dang yeah, because people are listening. Copyright. <laughs> hey. Oh, did you know? There's like seven. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm, seven listeners? I'm, I'm hitting this a lot today. Yeah. You know, our serpent in the wings of night has like a hundred and some. Stop. Like, we average like 40. But that one specifically has like cool. Maybe if, so. If people Googled that book, it would have come up. Yeah, that makes sense because people love that book and people weren't catching on quick enough. Yeah, the second books. We'll get there. It's fine. Um, I need to pull up Rachel's chart. I need to pull up Rachel's chart. Okay, let's see. I love your vamping. I'm pulling up a chart. Is that what it's called? Yeah, vamping. When you just like talk, yeah. fill the space, just like an ad lib. It's called vamping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Why? I don't know. <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, y'all vamp while I try and remember how my phone works. Vamp it up. Vamp it up. Gonna vamp it Yeah, we can't have silence. Mm. Keep forgetting. Listen, can we have silence? Christ. I don't think so. No. Document. Maybe not a YA series next. Rachel, what you is know. select it? Strange and see Joe Abercrombie. I think you had dual like natal it. chart. It's so not young adult. Uh, jump yeah. on my jump on my audio Audible. I already have one of those books on there. I don't know if you want to do Audible books. So I know you like to read your words. I don't think I do well with audio books. I do if I'm like in a car ride. Sure. Or it's Atlas Shrugged. And that's pretty much the only book I can listen to. Atlas fucking shrugged. Yeah. I've probably listened to it like seven or eight times. 
I just fast forward through the weird you know, sex scenes now. Did I tell you? A, <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. I tell you what book I tried to listen to on Audible and it doesn't work? Infinite Jest. Nope. Don't mm. do it. It's not made to be listened to. I think you uh, told me not to get the audiobook for Serpent and the Wings of Night. So I've never. And I did because I forgot. I've never. No, I didn't say that. It wasn't. I, I said it wasn't out. It just oh, came out. Well, it, it just came out. It just came out. And you know who's you know whose voice it is? Someone terrible. No, no, no. No, no, I no, don't no, no, like no. It. She's the one that does Ice Planet Barbarian. <laughs> so she's Georgie from Ice Planet. I'm like, and oh, then I saw his giant the book. And I saw his giant. Yeah, why penis. is everything so jokey? Like her voice is very like not taking this seriously. Mm, and when I when I was reading the book, I'm thinking I'm like putting it. I'm reading it like very serious. She's, She's a very, well, very it's, serious. It's on. Do you have Kindle Unlimited? Yeah, it's on there. I know. That's why I started it. Oh, but then I saw it come up on my Wait, Audible. You paid fifteen dollars for it. Sixteen ninety nine. I'll return it. You can return stuff if you Ugh. haven't listened to too much, right? Yeah, but you didn't use a credit. You actually paid for it. No, no, no. I used a credit. Oh my god. I know. I know. I'm so upset. And I heard that. her voice, and I was like, "Ew!" So I thought it was cute because I liked Ice Planet. So Ew. <laughs> yucky. Can you listen to a sample first? Yes, oh, you should okay. have the best voice. So I have a suggestion for the mass verse, and this is just like me dreaming. Okay, dream but on. If we ever do get some sort of in-game type huge fucking crossover, mm-hmm. what if the book was read by all three? Of our narrators, mm. the Farah, na- the Ektar narrator, Silver Flames narrator, Ektar, <laughs> Ektar. <laughs> Is that how I said it? Yes, you I said Ektar. Let that slide. I am so sorry. Oh no, it's fine. I don't know yeah. why Ektar because it's weird. It makes my mouth like dribble. Yeah. Like, it's too much spit. You so, have a lot of spit, anyways. I mm. do have so much spit. <laughs> I need to be doing my That's old, the my, same. Maybe my old Poland. Matt I need will to stop and be like. I need to pull <laughs> dramatically swallow. I know. Like, I need to cut that out. I thanks. need to pull the oil so the I can. Oil. <laughs> yes. With my actar. So In we your got breeches. we got Ferris yeah. verse. Fair, okay. The, the lady that yes, did, yes yes The lady that did Akotar. Mm-hmm. The woman that did Throne of Glass and Crescent City. Elizabeth and then Evans. the woman that does Nesta. There's three mm. of them. Although huh. I do think there was a narrator switch in Akotar from the first to the second. There was. Because the first lady didn't pronounce any of the words right. There yeah. was a narrator switch. There was switch. a narrator change somewhere down the line. Yeah. Like Dan and I remember it really threw me off. Yeah, because it's a whole different fucking sound. It yeah. really threw me off. Yeah. But what if you got the good one from Akotar, mm-hmm. the one that pronounces Rasand, Rasand, and mm-hmm. not recent? <laughs> like recently? <laughs> Recent, my friend. I told you about how my friend was like, uh, yeah. Kate, it's a recent, and I was like, The fuck it is, I will yeah. fight it you, is. I will fuck you up. It's Resand, uh, Reese, <laughs> thank you, Reese for short, okay? yeah, yeah. But if you got all those narrators to come in, I don't see why that can't happen. Well, it's it costs a lot of money, and I've also learned she's got money, it's fine, she does have money, she is a author that makes seven figures. Yeah, she's good to go. She's, she's living the dream. She is living. Yeah, she's living the dream. Um, 
And I will argue with you and say that they are not objectively bad because there is something about her storytelling that connects to people more so than most books. And I don't think it's the editor. I think there is something about these books. Yeah. They feel very, I'm not, this isn't, I don't mean this negatively, but they feel very entry level. (laughs) They feel very attainable. They don't feel like I'm reading Atlas Shrugged. They feel like I'm reading something entertaining and enjoyable that has an interesting message. But it's also a good story. Right. It's a very attainable story. The world. But there's a lot of authors. I'm not saying that negatively. I'm I saying like. I think you it has are. A, <laughs> it has a broad appeal. Yeah. It's like artists talking to artists. So when artists talk to other artists, there's a language they use. There's a way that you talk about art to other artists that you don't necessarily talk about that the art that way to somebody who isn't an artist. Mm-hmm. So a lot of writers are writing for other writers or they're writing for avid readers. And so when you have a writer who is writing for everybody to read, it's a far more attainable story. That's what that story was and saying about. it doesn't about. feel gatekeepy. It feels like she's writing a story that everyone can sit down and read, even if you haven't read a novel since high school. Yeah, that is true. That's what that hmm. guy was saying about Brandon Sanderson. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's perfectly fine to write novels that people can read and enjoy, but you're not speaking the, I'm writing to a writer, I'm writing to a reader, an avid reader. Yeah. I'm I'm writing to be taken seriously versus I'm writing to bring joy. I'm writing to create an entertaining story that people find meaning in. Yeah. Yeah. That people can Mm -hmm. read and enjoy and they don't have to feel like I had to have a PhD in creative writing to understand where you were going with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get that. Yeah. Okay, back to... Uh, so it's really not a bad thing. No, it's, fine. it's not a bad thing. It's fine. Twilight's it the same. It is what it is, yeah. She writes... This, Stephanie Meyer is very much the same. Mm-hmm. She writes... She's a good writer, but she writes for... But you know what Sarah Janet did to set herself apart? She, she added that spice. Yeah. Just a tad bit. Well, because Stephanie Meyer's Mormon, she's never going to have spice. Yeah, well, she I don't also know. They really did one. destroy that bedroom on their honeymoon. Jesus. Yeah, and then he withholds for the next whatever till she has the baby. <laughs> did you read the last Breaking Dawn or whatever? I mean, I've read them all. Yeah, I just yeah. don't remember them. They were. They were. I can tell I don't like something a lot when I don't reread it. Yeah, they have sex on their wedding night. Whatever, because they've waited that long. And she gets, like, a bruise. And he's like, I hurt you. I'm never touching you again. And she's like, Until no, no, she's it's a fine. vampire. She's like, no, no, it's fine. I, I want to be with you. And he's like, nope. We're done. Edward's such a bitch. That's yeah. my problem with Twilight, is Edward is emotionally abusive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is. But it's framed as romantic. Oh, he doesn't want to yep. hurt her. Oh, so As sweet. if she doesn't have Aww. any say in this at all. Yeah. Yeah. They I told just, you I was like team forced, Jacob. They just force fed us like toxicity for a really long they time. They really did. Like, I'm most telling of, you. Most of human history. I feel like it stopped in like 2020. <laughs> and then people all of a sudden <laughs> well, were like, we're not dealing now. with this fucking bullshit well, anymore. It's a very Western male gazy thing mm-hmm. because you have, you have other cultures that have literature where it's extremely sex positive like gilgamesh literally the first story we have which i feel like i talk about on like every drunk pod we're like let's talk about gilgamesh (laughs) but gilgamesh is literally like he has inkadu his little buddy and his he's feral and so he has to civilize him so he gives him to like the temple of sex and he has sex for like seven days straight and it teaches him how to be a person 
And there was literally like, I am a priestess and my entire job is to like use sex as therapy to help people. Hmm. Interesting. So, hmm. yeah. So the reason why she really likes Gilgamesh and drinking yep. is because her <laughs> Mars is in Libra. Uh. I'm just kidding. All right. So we're going to talk about Rachel's chart a little bit just because we'll get a little perspective. I on found that <clears throat> super helpful. Why Hannah and I like things and why Rachel likes things and why sometimes those things aren't the same and because no one's the same person. And that's yeah. perfectly fine. Also, Rachel's eye for criticism. Nope. That's not how I want to say that. <laughs> nope <laughs> naturally a cr critical person and when i say critical i don't mean like negative i right. just mean someone who is in touch and connected to language enough to explain why something is the way it is um especially when it comes to like these kinds of books like love it i can't tell you and that's because i have a capricorn mercury it's fine um <laughs> So we're going to start off. We know Rachel has a son in Sagittarius. And we know a lot about Sagittariuses. Sagittariuses are the philosophers of the Zodiac. They are all over the place. When I think of a sign that is um, restless and energetic and constantly, this is the sign where like I look at the way they live their life and I'm like, holy shit, I could never do that. But I'm also jealous of the way they're doing it. Like, People who travel and have these spirits where they can just run into a new place. They're constantly craving novelty and newness. And um, they don't like repetition. So that says a lot about why you might not have finished any of these. It's just you got you get a taste of something just enough. And then as soon as it lets you down, you're like, see ya. I'm and done with And it's all you. about the chase too. It's a lot about the chase and becoming aware of it. Yeah. Um, and then her rising sign is in Scorpio. She has a very mellow like even keeled energy. And I think the Scorpio element as your rising sign really helps to balance out the Sagittariusness, mm. which is why I forget that you're a Sagittarius because it's a very like um, sedated. It's sedated by your other signs, if that makes sense. So mm. Scorpio is not like out of all of the signs. When I think of Scorpio, I think of the most resistant, hesitant, and least trusting. They are not going to... You earn a Scorpio's trust. You are not given trust. Mm. While I think that some people, like for me, I trust you until I don't trust you. I think that with a Scorpio, you have to, you sit back and you watch and you pay attention. And if something is, you learn about it before you pull it through or pull it in. Um, and in a rising sign, you know, your rising sign there's a lot more to a rising sign, but I think I said this last time. It's, but of course we didn't publish that pod, so never mind. Sorry. This is the first time I'm saying it. Um, <laughs> your rising sign is the sign that is, all, it's the sign that was on the horizon. The planet that was on the horizon sign on the horizon when you were being born. So it kind of, your natal chart, it basically kind of configures the, Wow. Did y'all hear that? The, okay. the, the mic heard it. I heard it in my ears. Oh, yeah, I heard that it was a tummy here. rumble. That was a tummy rumble. Um, but the it kind of like turns it right, so that can it like reconfigures almost your entire chart. And a lot of astrologers, or a lot of people, hobbyists, professionals, whatever, put a lot of emphasis on the rising sign. I don't really know m more about it than just it's the way that you present. 
It's the way that you come off. It's why you are not. Mine has a really good description for rising. Like it kind of gives you a little blurb of what this is. And it said something like it's how you're going to reach your potential. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen I've seen that before. I've heard that before. Your moon is an Aquarius. That's challenging. (laughs) That's really (laughs) tough. It's really tough. Yeah. It's a tough placement for the moon. I know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's hard to be me. Terrible. Um, not just kidding. Ish. Are you mad? As an Aquarius, you can say that. Okay. (laughs) So and then Are you mad? Are you mad at me? Um and then I think your moon is in Libra, right? So top three, you've got water, emotions, feelings, Sagittarius, restless, all over. Then you've got Libra, which to me, the scales. So I think of justice. I think of balance. I think of... Perfection. Perfection. Um, I think of... um, well, it's ruled by Venus, so a lot of times I think of, like, beauty and, like, aesthetic and, like, design. Um, and then also Libras are of the – they're air signs, so they're relational signs. So they – Libras are very flirty. <laughs> False. <laughs> yeah. I know. So that's not where we're going to put well, – it's not a word we're going to use. No. Um, but yeah. not with a moon with your emotional side. So, like, maybe with your husband – like, your moon is your internal and emotional piece. Like, do you flirt with your husband? Yes, I see you do it. And I'm like, ew, why are they so cute? Get ew. out of here. Ew, why are they so cute? Ew, why do they like each other? That's not how it's supposed to work. Ooh, sorry. Um, it's Don't hate him. fine. But, like, so there's this, there's this, like, trichotomy of. Trichotomy. Of, like that. That's a real word, right? Yes, it fine. sure is. Good. Yes, I like it. I love it. If it, it isn't, I, it is now. I mm-hmm. love it when I use real words. Um, so you've got this like Libra, warm, affectionate moon inside the way you. So like once, you know, you know somebody, I know that you're like kind and caring and like have a soda, have some pizza, like come on over. But you've got this resistance to you at first. And then there's this like fire that's kind of like closed off and hiding until you read about Selena Sardafian <laughs> and then you realize that you hate her because you have a lot in common. It's mm. Right. So that's that's <laughs> so what you we hate, you decided hate, last yeah, time you, was you hmm. hate Selena because she has character traits that you hate. So yes. that's fine. Um about yourself. The, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I think a lot of times the fiery signs I struggle with. I'm like, why are you such a fucking Aries right now? It's, it's big. It's very big hard energy. for me. Yeah. Big energy. And I think Selena and Aelin have nothing but fire and earth. Mm-hmm. There's like this just constant, you know. And I bet that 200-year-old Elena, I mean, Aelin is amazing. I bet she really is. Yeah. Yeah. And she's had time to kind of. 200, 300 yeah. year old Aelin mm-hmm. is probably like. When she settles. Perfect. I mean, even 40 year old. I'm yeah. sure she's had a few children. Children, Certainly several. Almost 40 year old Rachel is far more settled than 19 year old Rachel ever was. Yeah. Yes. So. For sure. Um, and then. I can see that. Your, so your top three we've done, your bottom or your small three, lower six. 
Um, moon, nope, we already did that. So Mercury, Venus, and Mars. So your Mercury is the way that you communicate. It's the way that you think, the way you process. And yours is in Scorpio. And I actually don't know how that shows up. But I do know that Scorpios, when they're very deep, there's a lot of depth. And when you have signs in a Mercury placement that are a lot of depth, you're going to get that really critical eye. You're not going to like things immediately. You're going to be hesitant. You're going to be resistant. You're going to be like, why do I like this? What? And you're going to have feelings about it, right? It's a water placement. So you're going to kind of use your emotions to figure out what you like about it, what you don't like about it, which is really makes a lot of sense as to why you're so good at putting things into words and articulating what it is that you're reading and seeing and feeling. Um, and then your Venus, which is the way that you connect with others and the way that you love, um, is in Sagittarius. So <laughs> a high sense of morality in a relationship. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? <laughs> you. Me? You? Moral? <laughs> you? Moral? <laughs> like a high sense of morality in a relationship. So come on. That is literally, you cannot stand it when people have these, like, lower frequency dynamics. Yes. You're like, that's not healthy. People don't hit each other. Mm -hmm. That's not sexy. I don't understand your kink. (laughs) Get out of here. You're supposed to be respectful. We are supposed to be respectful and kind to the people we spend our lives with. Yeah. And we're over here like, that's not how it works. It's fine. It's cool. Um, And then. That's what I got. Yeah. And. And also, let's see what this says. You will become greatly hurt and disappointed if the other person takes any but the high road with you. And I think that's why you and Matt have such a great connection is because you do both have that sense of integrity when it comes to the way you treat people and the way you, I mean, even your parenting styles, it's very like, you know, trying to do what's best morally and like build this, you know, healthy relationship with the outside world and your kids and i don't know i think that really computes i like that yeah um and then your mars is also in libra so i always have seen the people that i've known with the mars and libra they are total natural hosts in that they are always like very socially oriented um, I don't necessarily see that piece of that in you or because you're not like, I need to be Miss Popularity. No. I need to go out. I need to meet new people. I want people to come over and I want to host them. And no, but I like to make people feel welcome. Yeah. And I think that's <clears throat> definitely yeah. a piece of that. That's the charm. When I think Libra, I think charm, like just what warmth, kindness. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah I mean I think that people who like Sarah J Maas yeah yeah could be a lot it's gonna be really funny when we go to Starfall definitely yeah when we go to Starfall yes in 2024 or five we we have to go in five so we missed this year so we have to go out okay and And we're gonna make her wear like Nesta clothes uh Seriously, I might have to buy makeup. <laughs> uh, no, I got no, you. No, I got we're you. We're fine. But there's a Starfall ball, and you get to go, and it's like a an event, and you get to dress up and go to Starfall. That doesn't sound fun. We're gonna take you. 
Okay. And we'll make. I want to dress in the daytime. I want my mom to make me a Lahaba outfit. Aw. Yeah. I meant to wear my Lahaba shirt today. I well, forgot you to change. Well, you have a Lahaba shirt. Yes. I'm glad you didn't wear it because I would cry the whole time. I know. It's, it's for the best. It's for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want a little Lahaba Comic Con. Like I want a little Lahaba outfit. Mm-hmm. I love her. She's my favorite. Um, but it's also you know why I love her so much because of the voice that the narrator used with her. It's really sweet and high pitched. Baby. Yeah, it's really sweet and high pitched. Like she's like the cutest thing ever. She's so cute and sexy. Yeah. <laughs> she's so cute and sexy. It can be both. Yeah. It is. Just yeah. Like, can be both. Just like me. Just like me. Like me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But yeah, I think that all computes a lot. I think it's the Sagittarius and the water energy from you that is. Bringing the the difference, like really yeah. adding that. How you explained it last time, like stained glass. Oh, yeah. That okay. was very helpful yeah. for me. So I think when I think of astrology, I think of like everybody has their own unique hue. And each stained glass, like each edition of a planetary placement has a different colored glass. And when you put them together, you get your own special like aura or hue. And mm-hmm. it's uniquely your own and no one else's looks just like yours um except for identical twins which i still haven't figured out how that happens that's just creepy but that's probably why they can read each other's minds Mm -hmm. you know so and something that we said last time is that astrology isn't necessarily this like woo-woo pseudoscience it's basically thousands and thousands of years of humans paying attention to patterns that pop up in different times of the year and making these observations, and it's really just about paying attention versus this magical source of energy mm-hmm. stamping on people's personalities. That there are patterns in the universes, in the universes <laughs> that I fucking went through on my awful trip last week. Oh, oh so many universes. Oh, I wasn't man. prepared to navigate them. Mm-mm. So I wound up in horror land Mm. but cabin in the woods (laughs) yeah so terrible um but yeah so you know you've got your own hue and i think that those two things are like the opposite of mine which is i think i'm very drawn to that because you have this very chill eight o'clock eight o'clock does that mean it's time to go home no just my have an alarm at eight it's time to for me to take medicine BC? My pills. Mm-hmm. My pills! Where's my pills at? Get, get my pills out! <laughs> yeah, so you better take that BC before it's illegal. You're going to take your rights away, right. girl. Um, you going to take that out? I can. I probably yeah. will. You should. <laughs> Don't take my politics out. Don't take my politics. I'll leave in Iceland. I'll maybe take this out. Take out the politics. It's Fine! <laughs> Sorry. Let take our rights. It's fine. Fine, take my rights. Um. So, but yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I wish I could meet sense. somebody who read auras, 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 auras. An auror is what Harry Potter became. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after he dropped out of college. Just kidding. Uh, High school. Makes, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. I get that. Does it resonate? I, I am aware of my own intensity, which I think I said last time. And over the years, I have learned how to 
wield it better. But in a way that doesn't alienate people. Yeah. But yeah. I think your intensity is such a different type of intensity than like my intensity. And so I think that's what's crazy to me about it is like you are intense, but it's a different type of intense. Matt says it's the focus. The yeah. Like, I'm here with you. Laser I'm pointed. Completely in what you're saying. And I have an opinion when you're done. Yeah. And, and that's what I try not to share my opinion as bluntly as I may have when I was younger. Right. So I'm trying. But that's it. But you also don't I love have that. To, but you also don't have to. I think there's a it's like a pendulum swing, right? Like, you, yeah, no, you go yeah. to you go so far in your youth and you are like. I mean, I think we all do that. You swing one way and then you swing back mm-hmm. and then you really just stop at this beautiful center space, center yeah. space. Mm-hmm. I feel and we, like that's where I think I feel like that was my 30s. Yeah. I feel like teenage me was far more Sagittarius. Right. Far more just. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't keep a friend. Couldn't. Big, bright, bold. Couldn't. Yeah. yeah. Just burned through people. And right. then 20s me was more like, okay, well, maybe I don't do that. But Let me then just I don't, hold it I'm off. I'm not me with anybody. Yeah. And then 30s me is like, well, you can handle me or you can't. But right. I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. Like, I'm here for you. I just yeah. might. I don't think. Yeah. And when you say you can handle me or not, I'm like, you're not somebody to be handled. You're just yeah, like but you know a what beautiful I mean. the, presence. The, like, yeah. if, you're, if I'm too much, find less kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Find less. Find less. Correct. Yes. All right. Now, Hannah. All right, so let me tell you who Hannah is. I'm excited to learn about Hannah. Yeah. Me too. I am so excited. (laughs) I want to know who I am. Who am I? Okay. (laughs) Who am I? I feel like I have no intensity. I'm just like, meh. Well, that is a lot of what we're going to talk about. So Hannah is, Hannah's big three. You have a Libra son. Mm Mm-hmm. And a Pisces rising mm-hmm. and an Aquarius moon. And that's that is a little bit of that. I have a lot of feelings. Well, I think that so Libra's son, charming, bubbly, sweet, flirty, just easy, typically very <laughs> typically very um Libra's ruled by Venus, very like into beauty and your space and the way you you like to be pretty and you like pretty things um and also you know aquarius moon will exacerbate the air energy of that libra so to have a moon and the sun in air makes you very like in in the space in space we're not going to use the word spacey we're okay. going to use the I'll word. I'll stop saying that about myself. Yeah, we're not going to say spacey. We're going to say in space. Like high up here, kind of floating around mm-hmm. a little bit, less centered and focused maybe. Yes. And just, I'm here and I like this. And then that Pisces, and the way that Pisces flavors those two things is it makes you very sweet and kind. And it is like, I think of Pisces as like the, the sweet baby angels. Mm-hmm. They're the twelfth the sign. They're literally, but they're also very um, conflicting because it's two fish pulling away from each other, right? So Pisces in some placements can be very self-destructive. They can be very um, 
uh, self-destructive. I don't know. Like, yeah. uh, Kurt Cobain was a Pisces. That's a perfect example of somebody who could not, could not cope. Mm-hmm. Very whimsical. Very, um, like, ethereal. Right? Mm-hmm. Watery. My, my, one of my closest friends is a Pisces. And my sister's Pisces. Everybody's Pisces. But, so that sweetness really flavors that air energy which the air to me it's like what's a good way to describe it kind of like mushrooms you know how they take on the flavor of other things oh i thought we were talking about magic mushrooms <laughs> no <laughs> not we those. we're not talking about anything like hallucinogenic or anything like that because no yeah bad experiences mm-hmm. but kate's recovering mm-hmm. recovering <laughs> from the nightmare um <laughs> but it's like it's just a very um yeah Tastes like chicken. Yeah, but 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 not because Aquarius is like the weird sign. Aquarius is yes. supposed to be like, oh, I hate this because I don't resonate with it at all. But they always use like the alien, like very progressive, very like in the sky. Aquarians can be very prone to the occult. Um, very, ugh. Aquarians in your younger years can be very arrogant versus confident. You know, arrogance meaning that you think you're higher up than everybody else versus on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, so that and an emo- – I don't know how Aquarius shows up emotionally. I imagine very com- – in like a really conflicting way mm-hmm. because Aquarius can also – is also known to be kind of a hermit and kind of be cold at times. Yeah. So I imagine that when you're in a relationship, if you turn off, you're done. And you're like, I'm sorry, I don't even <laughs> – gonna pretend you don't exist anymore and it's really tough i wouldn't want to be in a relationship with you and you'd be cold but it's fun sometimes but i bet you ghost people you ghost people hannah is making a crying face only if i absolutely have to yeah and maybe not at this age um but a libra with aquarius moon is just that is so much so much air energy um mercurial but very good very good at um, Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, so they're really into butt stuff. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. Please don't make that. Okay. I'm so, so sorry. That was that obscene. was one of the obscene hand gestures that no one knows <laughs> what she's talking about. <laughs> oh, and then Sarah made an obscene hand gesture, and I thought you were just like happy, and I loved you forever. I think at this point we're gonna need butt stuff T-shirts. <laughs> so maybe we should just absolutely <laughs> butt stuff. Hashtag butt stuff. Hashtag, hashtag butt stuff. But um, I'm not hashtagging anything no. butt stuff. Just F- <laughs> Yeah, that'll lead into some no, real wrong side of TikTok. That'll that, be that gets you kicked off TikTok. Um, wait. This, this <laughs> As if a, I were on TikTok, please. I know. I know. Wait, I don't know where the rest of it is. Like I can handle people. That might now. just be my big three. I don't want your big three. I want your second three. Oh, I have a big binder at home. that has, And I can't remember. I can't. I can't um, read. Okay, let me just read this natal well, chart really she's fast. She's going to ghost us all. Yeah, she's going to ghost have, us. You like, 30 like, seconds. So what did, does done. anybody remember what the glyph for Mercury looks like? Oh, no. Can you pull up a, a um, key for me? Mm-hmm. Just like planetary gifts, glyphs? Glyphs. Glyphs. Sigils. Sigils. Glyphs. Isn't That's that a fine. word? They're all the same thing. Yeah, glyphs. I'm just filling the space. I don't think I've ever said the word glyph in yeah, my life. I've only seen it. Maybe written. read it. 
Okay. Aelin's going to run out of space on her hands, by the way. Because uh, we are like 100 pages, and she's cut her hand twice for a blood oath at this point. Yeah. Oh, my God, blood oaths. Sorry. I'm like, can we just somewhere? It's just going to be like, oh, God, I already did that one. I'm out of hands. Rowan, I could use your hand. Feet okay, next. So Mercury yeah. looks like a little <gasps> Scorpio. And then Venus is in. Um, it's worse when they do the Libra. Oh. And then Mars is in. Venus is in Libra. Virgo. Mars and Virgo, <laughs> Mars and Virgo, sex appeal. Mercury so and fun. Scorpio and Libra and. I never got invited to sleepovers, so this is fun. It's Why? Like girl talk evening. Why? Know. You've met me. That <laughs> doesn't. I mean, sorry. I mean, I don't know everything. Why. I just didn't. So Mercury and Scorpio. That's exactly where hers is. Yeah. And see, I or knew, deep. like, I, I knew there was something about you, even though our opinions immediately are different there's that twinkle in your eye and i knew there was something about you that i liked and it's because your scorpios are in mercury yes <laughs> i love that i love that so much that's why why don't you guys braid each other's hair and okay. i'll go get us some enough. candy i wish oh, yeah, I, you do i brought some it. crack or um, well, they're out of it till next year but um they don't have nerd clusters but once a year oh yeah, no the mini i eggs. can't yeah, the mini eggs. Mini eggs are gone. Their yeah. clusters are always around, but those make my tummy hurt. Um, then your Venus was in Libra. Libra. Yeah, that is a very flirtatious placement for that. It's also a very, I always think that air signs in Libra or air signs in Venus to me scare me. Like, I don't want to date a guy with an air sign in a Venus because. Super slutty. Yeah. Mm. I don't like to use the word slutty because it's kind of shamey, but if you're using slutty as an, in a, an empowering uh, way, yeah, yeah I meant I like it, it as in you're a hot slut. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you own your slut. <laughs> yeah, own that slut for sure. Um, and uh, I don't like Gemini placements for Venus. Is, it's just because you're on and then you're off and you're over it. I think v Libra is very much, I think all the air signs, they're like there, 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 and then they're gone. Unless you're really, like, in love. In and your professional opinion, am I doomed to be alone forever? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I'm sure you'll have several more relationships. Yeah. And I think that that's okay. I think that you're set up to be relational. Like, yeah. everything about your chart screams, I need a relationship. Libras are very much partnership people. And so, but Aquarius is a very independent sign so i think there's some conflict between your venus and your moon because your venus needs partnership libras will fake it in a partnership for a while long time long time <laughs> but an aquarius won't you know they mm -hmm. can't so it's i a think constant there's a struggle it's a conflict and then your mars is in virgo which makes a lot of sense um because I, I love a Virgo Mars. Oh, wait. What's Mars again? Mars is your, um, well, some people will say it's like your sex drive, but I don't think it is. I think it's more like your momentum, the way you oh, move that's right. forward. Like, Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I, I think love Virgo. It, yeah. For it, that. Well, it, 
it's a very like perfecting. Mm-hmm. So when you said perfectionism earlier, I don't get perfectionism from your Libra. I get that from a Virgo Mars. Yeah. They're really like when I think Virgo Mars, I think books, coffee, um, like plants, living your happy little clean put together life. Yeah. Um, you know, I love it. Yeah. That's what it, but that's how that feels to me. Mm-hmm. Virgos are the teachers. Uh, Virgos are also very, um, I mean, they're the the virgin. So they're very like, I wanted to say something not nice, but like they're perfectionists. They hold themselves to a very high standard. Yeah. So they expect other people to be high standards around them. And that's why sometimes they can be critical. So just be careful with that. Oh, yeah. I'm speaking because I had a Virgo mom. Mm-hmm. It was fucking hard. It was fine. I yeah. I so much. But yeah. My mom's a Gemini. What? Her mom <laughs> is a Virgo. What? That's a lot. Mm. Yeah. It's just, it's just hard when you don't. My mom, it's just hard when you're not as to find footing, equal footing, when Virgo is such a critical, it's mm-hmm. a very critical sign, critical of themselves. Mm-hmm. They are actually capable of perfection in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so they expect that from others, not realizing that like that's what their special skill is. And that's the most infuriating thing is when you are around somebody who can actually achieve. Okay, Beyonce, all Leo and Virgo. That bitch is fire. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> she is amazing. Yeah. Like her, like, she is all, that That Virgo makes her perfectionism, that is why she's brilliant because she is detail-oriented about every single piece of everything she ever does and it makes her this incredible. That's going to be my like, nephew. One, of, one mm-hmm. of the most, you know, v- accolades versus just like entertaining artists that's ever existed not to mention talented Mm -hmm. but she also works really hard and that's what everybody says about her like she's not only born talented she also works really really hard Mm -hmm. so you get this special that's that's how i think of us virgos is that they are blessed with the ability to be detail oriented to get it all together to be a perfectionist and then they expect everyone else around them to have that same thing and when they realize, like, oh, that's what I do well, and then they say, oh, I can help. That's why they become teachers, because they can help other people learn it. But when they don't realize that and that's their expectation of people, that becomes really hard for the people around them. And that's why a lot of people don't like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think Virgo Mars is a really cool placement. I, if it was anywhere, I would want it to be there. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, should I do mine? Yeah. Okay. So I'm a Libra rising, which is where my charm, I'm a like bubbly, fun energy comes from. And then I'm an Aquarius sun. So I actually don't resonate with my Aquarius sun as much as I used to at all. Um, I think that as we get older, we really um, lean into our... Your rising sign. No, your, I personally, I think your moon sign. Really? Well, yeah, because your moon sign is who you are when you're by yourself. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, I mean, I think I think rising has a lot more impact on your chart than I'm aware of or I know how to I talk I just about. think of it as like how it said that's how your rising sign is going to be how you reach your potential. 
mm-hmm. and how you find your happiness. So that makes sense for me because I've used my people skills to be good at what I do. Mm-hmm. So sure, that makes sense. But I also feel and resonate more with my Taurus moon when I like who I am and who I feel like I am on the inside more so than my Aquarius anymore. I do feel weird and quirky in some ways. I think that there are, I am independent in ways that I don't even realize sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's not, it's not weird to me at all that I don't seek out relationships, but also it is a little weird because that's not normally normal. It's like weird when you think about it, but yeah, you're not but stopping I'm, to think I'm about it. I'm never uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, I would love a partner. I would love a partnership. Mm-hmm. I, I think life is exhausting and I think we're supposed to do it with someone else. Yes. So it doesn't weigh so much and it doesn't feel so fucking hard because you have to think of three meals a day. Mm-hmm. When you have someone else, they can think of one and a half meals a day. It's just not as much work, right? Um, But also I'm completely comfortable being by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do have a Taurus moon, and I really relate to my Taurus moon the most. I love comfort so much. Mm -hmm. I like eating so much. Mm -hmm. I like things that feel good. But I also relate to both Taurus and Libra are ruled by Venus. I love pretty things. I love to put myself together. I love to have outfits that I like. I like my house to feel clean and pretty. I like for my surroundings to feel like unique and like me, but Mm -hmm. pretty. So I'm very into like the way something looks as an expression for of who I am, mm-hmm. right? That's more important to me than some people. I mean, there's people yeah. that it's that do it way better than I do, but it is important to me mm-hmm. that I feel like I'm expressing myself in a way that makes me feel on the outside like I do on the inside. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, I, I also was raised by someone that makes, that does that too. So it's even more like exacerbated, but um. But those three combined, so I've got this bubbliness and this air signness, which makes me up in the clouds, right? And I'm always thinking, you know, this progressive nature. I have a, a pretty progressive ideologies of things, but then um, this Taurus makes me really fucking stubborn. And Aquarius is Aquarius and Taurus are both fixed signs, so I actually really struggle with change. But I see the necessity of change, and so. It's been a lifelong struggle to make my stubbornness line up with the progression. Here's a question. Why is it that every Aquarius in my life, and I have a lot of them, will argue with a brick wall? It's the arrogance factor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So it's not. I will not argue like uh, oh, you it think? is okay. not even. I. <laughs> I just it don't is, need to be. I'm, I don't need you to know I'm right. It is the natural. There is a natural devil's advocacy to this sign placement that I don't even know how to explain. Yeah, it's like you're it's not the, even but like. What if? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, and you have to learn as you go. Like, there's differences in the signs, like the high frequency part of the sign and the low frequency. Like low frequency Aquarius male. Oh. That's a hard person to be around. Mm-hmm. Arrogant, ego, huge. I mean, think about it. Aquarius is the other side of Leo. So they have their poles. They have a lot of similarities. Leo does like I am. Well, 
Aquarius is just as arrogant and they are just as like um, egocentric. Mm -hmm. It's just hidden because it looks a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, But they definitely have that I'm right. I know is actually they're saying I know. So, okay. So imagine an Aquarius with the I know, that arrogance, Aquariusness, and then the Taurus, which is also I'm never wrong. stubborn, yeah. And I, and yeah. So that's kind of who I am. (laughs) Yeah. So that's who I am. And um, No, it's not. It is though, and I have had to learn okay. something that is something that's great. Wait, did I do it? Did no, I argue with you? I gave up. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, like, but oh, something yeah, that I've different. learned is I've bec- I'm becoming less stubborn in my older years. Well, I've noticed other people becoming more stubborn in their older years. So I'm becoming like I'm way more like oh I don't know. Like, I won't say I know something if I don't know it anymore. That's your Libra. Maybe. That I is also your think Libra that rising. I had to learn that because, or I, I mean, I just, to me, that's just like, that was just like, it took a lot of time to learn that. I mean, same. Like, I yeah. just learned that like 20 but minutes it, ago. It does make like, me. very recently. Yeah, it does not 20 minutes, <laughs> like 30 seconds ago. Yeah. It does make me very, um, uh, uh, you cannot tell me anything about myself that I don't already know. And if you do, I mean, actually, I'm more open to that now. But for a long time, you couldn't. You, I couldn't. And I was such a late bloomer. I learned. It took me so long to learn life lessons because no one could tell me anything. I would not listen to you. I had to learn it myself. I have one of those. Mm. You do that? The mini version of that. Oh, yes, you do. Yes. 100%. Yes. And that's why I love, like... My daughter. We people know her name is Penny. I don't think they I ever do say her now. Name. It's fine. <laughs> okay, well, I don't have to say it. I won't say her name. I just say my daughter. Okay, well, yeah, and I connect with her, and I see her doing it, and I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see you. Mm-hmm. But hers is even more so than mine was. Mine was a little bit more. Mine wasn't as assertive. Um. But that, like, that that top three combo for me makes me super assertive. She was going to microwave bread. She made herself an egg, and she was going to microwave bread. And I was like, well, I can get the toaster out for you so you can toast your bread if you want to. She goes, I think I'm going to do it exactly the way I want to do it. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. And I was like, all right, well, then you microwave and bread. And there's <laughs> nothing you can do about that. And that's, it doesn't harm anybody to yeah. have I love that. Bread. I'm it's so fine. glad Honestly, she has you as a parent it's because. It's not going to hurt anything. No. And it's just a part of that. It just comes with the thing. Yeah. And you know everything really, really young. And it's. You're constantly learning. You're constantly paying attention to everything. So you are learn. You are picking up things. You're very observant. Um, but my that that three makes me very confident. And I've learned that what I do have a lot of confidence because when I walk in a room, I think I'm on the same footing and playing field as everyone else in the room, no matter who they are. Wow. Right. But I think when I was younger, I would walk in a room and feel like I was better, and I looked for why i was better than everybody else which is kind of like that arrogance thing like oh well i like this or i no like now i'm like 
We're all on the same, but it also makes me extremely welcoming. I don't want anyone to ever not feel like they don't belong. Mm -hmm. I want everyone to always feel like they belong. Yeah. That you belong here. You're important. You're hurt. You need to be heard and seen. That's also Thank that's you. also trauma, but it's but with those things. Right. Yeah. My Mercury is in Capricorn, which is Capricorn is not a strong communicator. And when they do say something, they say it very verbatim and it's almost too direct. So I sometimes that directness, thank God I have the charm because without that, the directness would be too much. But because people realize like, oh, she's nice and sweet and she would never hurt me intentionally. When I say something really like it's not, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's, It's not. I mean, I think in my earlier years, I would ask really, like, blatant questions. And I remember one time this guy telling me, you know, someone's going to beat you up one time for your stupid questions. Okay, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It wasn't that malicious. It was more like, Kate, you're going to get in trouble. You ask too many questions. And that's true. I mean, there's sometimes you can ask some really insensitive questions, but I was just trying, right? Mm -hmm. So as I've gotten older, I've learned to communicate well because I can be too direct. But I cannot stand florally, flowerly, flowery, manipulative language. It drives me fucking bonkers. Like, get to the point. Get to the point. Stop bullshitting with me. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You're not going to convince me of something. You cannot, you know? Yeah. Um, and then my Venus is an Aquarius, too. So I'm, like, very prone to independence. And... um. I love, like, I would love a relationship and a partner, but I am very okay. I've never been a person that was like, I, I have to be in a relationship. Yeah. I find relationships uncomfortable. It's hard for me to feel safe in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But, and then my Mars. Jesus. My Mars is in Pisces, which is like the most Dionysus. Dionysus, the Greek Roman god. Oh, yeah. Dionysus. 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 Dionysian. It's the most, that's the most, with the Pisces, Mars, and the Taurus moon, it can make me lazy as shit, dude. I just want to chill. I just want to be comfortable. I just want to, like, I want to be low-key. I, like, my, you know, I don't know if people know this, and I don't. You don't have to cut this out. I don't mind. I'm a recovering alcoholic. I have six years sober. You've said that before. Yeah, I'm six years sober. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind. It's a part of who I am. Right. I think sobriety is a superpower, but yeah. mm-hmm. I think it's important to leave it in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, I really struggled with alcohol, and mm-hmm. I think that Pisces piece of it really made it. Like, I just, I was like two fish pulling away from each other. I can be really self destructive. Um. I'm also very comfortable on a raging river, and I'm also really comfortable on a little, like, lazy, lazy river, right? Mm -hmm. Because of that momentum, um, I'm comfortable, but that Taurus moon slows me down, so it takes me a minute to transition. Um, So I can go, 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 but I'm also like, I need to sit still and do nothing. Like, I have to have moments to sit still. You have to have your couch time. Mm -hmm. Literally, please... I've got to lay down in my comfortable ass bed with my adorable dog and read a book and don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I'm the only one with any fire sign. Yeah. 
at all. Yeah. And I don't, I have fire signs. explains a lot. You and Beyonce. It, and I think, <laughs> to me, that's why you don't like Aelin. Because she's too much fire. That's what yeah. I said. And there's parts of that that you don't like. Yeah. And now that I'm hearing more about the way when you were younger, I'm like, oh, those are traits you don't care for. No. And she's expressing those things. Yes. And that's why you don't like her. Right. Because I have had to work very hard to not be like that. Not be like that. Yes. And then I- she's like, this is my superpower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. No, it's fucking not. Well, and I have a, I used to have a, I used to really struggle with that, the fire, fire energy. Now, I I have fire. You have fire later in your charts. And I just don't know. I wish that I knew how to interpret that stuff, like where your Saturn and your Jupiter and all those things are, because they matter. I'm just not sure how they show up. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I have also where your planets are in what houses. Right. Have a lot That's more. like a whole other it, layer to have it. Have a whole other influence. Like I have Scorpio in my first house. So I, a lot of times, am uh, a little manipulative, and I can tell when I'm, I can see myself doing it, and I have to be really careful because, especially with my job, because I am kind and, like, good with people, I have to be really careful to not, like, point them in a direction, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, it's their their job is to make up. They have to decide yep. what they want to do. Um, yeah. So I don't know. There's so much to it. It's yeah. too much, and we but, are complex beings. Mm-hmm. Very very complex. But beings. that was a really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Break, but you, yeah. I don't have any fire, and so I, I, I do see that in you. I don't. Yeah, I only have water in one place too. So, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Just bring the fire. You yeah. sure do, was it, girl. Tell me last time, less of a bonfire, more of a laser beam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. Oh my That's God, good. I'm so fucking clever. You were like, so you were like so normally clever. it would be like a bonfire. But you're like a laser beam. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's... that's well, laser that's, beams are way scarier. accurate. Sharp string. Laser beams are sharp string. Mm. I hate sharp string. Have I told you that? No. Okay, I really have it. Mm-mm. So we were talking one time of the things that we're scared about enough. Yeah. The the most scared of. I don't like sharp string. Like, okay. And you remember the movie Ghost Ship? No. Okay. Well, in Ghost Ship, this cable falls and cuts everybody in half. Mm. The string cuts gotcha. people. A cheese string that cuts oh. is terrifying. Mm. A string that you put around someone's neck and it cuts their head off, or like a str- a string, a sharp sharp string. string. I don't like sharp string. We watched um, the Brave Little Toaster. Oh my! And it explained a lot of my phobias. I, just that. Yeah. I was like, I really wish I, I could have like, made oh, that. I really yep. wanted to be there, yes. but oh, I'm gonna man. just I'm gonna take it in. I'm gonna watch it and then I'm gonna listen to that. My pod. brother texted me. He was like, I don't know if I can rewatch that movie before I listen to the podcast. He was like, I don't know if I can listen to the podcast. Well, I told you, I have yeah, a literal, I'm traumatized. I have a literal TikTok, and this was before I knew you guys were doing it. I saw a picture of Blanky, and I like immediately yes. get yes. like. Like I, what? It's, how would Sarah Jane describe it? I get silvery eyes and tight in the chest. Yes, yes. Like immediately tear it's up when really, I see Blanky. I mean, and, our whole generation, like it's yeah. hard to explain how fucking 
traumatizing. Blanky reminds me of my little sister because my little sister had a blankie. And I remember thinking she was the cutest little kid in the world. And she just reminds me of this sensitive little Mm -hmm. fucking blanket. Yes. Which at one point accepts death. Like, yeah. it's getting sucked into the swamp. Uh, anyway, my son has a blanket. Like, that's yeah. his thing. He has a blanket. And he yeah. watched that first little part where Blanky's like, the master's here. And he, like, floats down and he goes to hug the master. And then the master disappears and it's all been a lie. And he was like, what is this? He left the room. He was like, turn it off. I'm not walking back in there. Yeah, because it's Why really are we so emotionally Like, I won't let my, my child watch the stuff that I watched when I was little, and I'm talking about Land Before Time. Hell no. I'm t- Hell I'm, no. I mean, I saw Land Before Time nope. come up on nope. Netflix, we like, new, and I was like, sequels, yeah, yeah they're like fine. Musicals. Yeah, they're fine. But the first one, no. No. That no. is really. I'm not going to traumatize my daughter. Uh, they're literal, like, you just hear the music. The music. And you're like. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Why I were just... our childhood movies like that? Why did they like to do this to us? kill parents in front of you that's what they like to do they were like oh did you like the mom did you like how nice she was well how about we just kill, we're gonna kill, kill her, her off in silhouette we're gonna shoot bambi's mom dude yep. what about like uh what was it what was that movie where the dog dies because he gets rabies um, old yeller yeah fuck that movie now yeah. i did make my daughter watch that or what was the other i movie? want her to be a little bit traumatized what's <laughs> red where the red because i think goes? she's got it too oh easy God, right what's now that about yeah doesn't red, a dog die in where that? the red fern grows is one of the few books i was crying so hard i couldn't finish the book yeah because i couldn't see the pages bridge yeah. to terabithia yeah are you kidding my Wild. girl wept oh are you kidding i saw that movie in the theater as a child. And there's even like a funeral As scene an where eight he's year in the old, And she's yelling he can't see without his glasses. Yeah. Dude, they traumatized us. There's a line from The Crow where this one character says, childhood's over as soon as you know you're going to die. And, and we were watching My Girl And it's like, we had no childhood. land before time. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wild. Yeah. All of them. I, it is weird. No wonder we all grew up with, like, anxiety issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, culturally, they were traumatizing us. Yes. Yeah. I mean, kids hate Disney. They won't watch anything Disney because the parents are either dead or mean. Mm-hmm. And they just won't. They just won't watch them. Like, even The Little Mermaid. I thought for sure my daughter would love The Little Mermaid because it's mermaids. Mm-hmm. It's, it's whatever. As soon as the dad yells at her, she was done. She was like, turn the movie off. I'm done. I'm not going to watch it anymore. She has the I cannot deal with disrespect thing. Yeah. Strong boundaries. Wow. She was like, age. I love it. Hard pass. Love All, it. Yeah. I read Isabel. I mean, my child. <laughs> I read my child a Berenstain Bear book the other night. It was one that was read to me as a child many times. It was the Berenstain Bear Trouble with Junk Food or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. The one about the treats. Anybody? I don't know. Yeah. I remember those books. I probably had it. They okay. have gold. They have gold I'm halfway on the side. through. No, they're not little golden books. Oh, okay. I'm halfway through. This is a book that was read to me multiple times as a child. I'm reading it to her. Isabel goes, hold on a second. Is that mom fat shaming her children? Because it's about like eating healthy snacks. And like the mom was like, you're getting wider than you are tall or whatever. And like. And she's fat shaming her kids. My my nine-year-old is like, 
no, I'm not standing for this. You know, she's like, this isn't right. Yeah. And then a tear of joy falls down your cheek. You're like, thank you. For I didn't even see that. Yeah. It's wild. I just love it. Like I how love culturally how and like built in it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We tried watching The Indian in the Cupboard. Did anybody watch the? Oh, uh, that just cover? sounds problematic. Um, okay, so it's been it's been several it years. Is, but this child has native toys, and he can put them in this magic cupboard and like and they lock come alive. And they yeah, come alive. Yeah. Well, first, just unpacking the whole Indian thing is just a whole other level. Right. But also, he brings back an older gentleman, and the guy dies immediately because he's like, "What the shit?" and he dies, and so the the felt the other native toy that he's been interacting with extensively is like yeah you are taking us from another life like we aren't toys that you're waking up you're like stealing us from another life so this person disappeared from their life and now they're never going to get to go home and they won't be able to be buried by their family and their family will never know what happened to them those are severe consequences for a child they end up having a funeral for the, he's like we have to bury him we have to like send Wait, him on he can't to the just like put him back uh-uh because he's already dead he's already dead oh that's so heavy yeah and you're like well <sighs> i don't remember I, I remember watching it and y'all remember homeward bound oh i showed homeward bound to the kids i was like oh this will be fun i remember it being sad but it's not that i sobbed the whole penny my I daughter thought there was something wept. wrong with me yep she was like how can i help you what can i get you and i'm just like i don't know <laughs> i can't do dogs and i, I can't, can't do tragic romance do you know there's um there's then you don't even like dogs no, but I can't like Hachi. Fucking forget it. I can't no. even watch the trailer for Hachi, and I lose I, my shit. I, there's a there's a straight up uh, internet site where you can go and does it's like does die. does the dog die? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm not fucking around. There's a movie that just came out with Chatham Tatum. Chatham Channing Tatum. What did Channing I say? Tatum. What did I say? It's Chatting. Fine. What did you say? I don't know. Just it's fine. It's all this fit. I like it. It gets me. No, I like the way you said it better. I don't know. Yeah. So, (laughs) but they had to in the (laughs) in the like um, the tour, like the media tour, they had to tell people the dog doesn't die. Yeah. So that people would watch it. Like the dog survives. Yeah. It's almost like you can't kill animals. Well, Marley and me. Oh fuck that! I don't even know what it's about. I don't even know what it's about. I went to the theater and saw it, Mm -mm. and then was in the bathroom afterwards with like forty women, just sob. We're just. (gasps) No, I don't. I'd never watch that. I don't want to watch it. Don't. It just sounds sad. I will never. I will never watch it. Yeah. Yes, I love you. Lost it. I cried the entire movie. Oh. Up. Cried the entire movie. Every That's time we emotionally saw the house, manipulative. I was like, mm-hmm. gone. Can't. I was so like oh my stuffed God. up at the, the end first, of PS I Love You. The first three minutes of Up? Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Also at funerals, I've been at funerals for people. Like I go to support a family member and people have told me they're sorry for my loss because I'm crying so hard at the funeral. Can't do it. As soon as I'm like, that's somebody's husband or that's somebody's wife or whatever yeah the emotional the uh, relational pain yeah 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 i'm trying to think i remember watching ps i love you one time just i have watched it once i don't like being that sad no Uh, that's the frank and bill episode like a couple times a year i will induce that type of sadness just to like get a good cleansing a good cleansing cry the bill and frank episode of 
The Last of Us. I know we've already talked about this, but oh, yeah. that was. Yeah. Matt that put was that on lot. and I was like, oh, I'll sit and watch it that with you. That was a lot. I was like, why did you do this to me? You know I can't handle Legends this of the Fall does that to me. Um, that's Legends like, of the Fall. God. Jesus. That's like a, I'm crying for three hours straight. Yeah, Legends because that one is just like. Fall. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think of some other like epically sad movies. I don't know. I've been crying at these books a lot. <laughs> They're not sad the same way, but it's fine. But they you still just you was it you was one of it was it one of you that said you can't tell the difference in a character and a real person in your brain? Like your brain can't tell the difference. I so, don't think we said that. Or maybe I saw it on the internet. Came across some information, <laughs> but like they were depends saying, on how fleshed out the character is. But they said like if you become connected to a character, it feels just like a real person to you, and mm-hmm. that's not wrong. No, it's not wrong. Mm-mm. That's the purpose of story. Yeah. That's why we have story culturally yeah. is that way we can explore outcomes without actually having to like put people in a room and tell them to like duke it out. Yeah, or whatever. like it's literally think- a way for our brain to simulate situations Mm -hmm. yeah i'm trying to think of other movies that have just like taken me out i cried pretty hard on a home depot commercial the other day music it was like the one with the give a woman a power tool it had like a little girl with like a a toy drill yeah give her a power tool (laughs) yeah i'm glad we've come so far yeah i So we can use it to smash the patriarchy. Oh, my God. But also also there's this, like, TikTok trend or an Instagram trend, some kind of trend where the women are like, if there's a tr- <laughs> if there's a chore that you want to get your partner to do, take the drill and just go up into the room and just, like, hold it up and make the noise. And eventually they come. They and that's come what running. it is. There's the women are just like, watch this. And she just holds it up. And then her partner walks in and goes, what are you doing? And she goes, no, I don't know. <laughs> and he takes it and he puts puts Matt together Lincoln. the thing. Yeah, I love my drill. I love having a drill. Yeah, Matt would just leave me. Yeah. I know how to hang. I can know how to do stuff. So have y'all had plumbing quotes done recently for any Not kind of recently. plumbing? It is. I had some quotes done for a client, and they were astronomical. They wanted to charge $275 to change an aerator. Do you know what an aerator is? Yeah, that's pretty wild. The little yeah, the thing little on the thing. Yeah, the little thing. We all know the thing. Yeah, yeah, the thing on the thing. Well, you can't get work done, period. Like you can't. I was trying to get trim put in. Nobody wants to work these days. <laughs> well, it's not. I think they have we'll too go much. pray about it. <laughs> I think there's not enough people and there's too just, much work. So yeah. they can just, I thought, they can ghost you. I, they don't give a shit. They got 15 more people. I, yeah. I thought the plumbing thing was because so many people are YouTubing. Because uh, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't pay a plumber to do anything. <laughs> I would just YouTube it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. P-trap messed up. I'm going to get up under there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Lowe's. I'm going to get me some plumber's tape. I'm going to get up under there. And it was like $450 to change a faucet and and to silicone it. And I'm like, I have literally done that myself. Yeah. Plumbing and, is achievable because plumbing is just like, 
I mean, some plumbing is achievable. Right. I mean, you can't, like, change your waistline. Yeah. Electrical is when we get, like... You can't do it yourself. Pinky. I said that to the yeah. electrical uh, electrician today because my client called me out. She goes, yeah, you're just like talking about how you use YouTube to do this stuff yourself to the electrician. I'm like, we can't do electrical work. You die. If you yeah. mess up electricity, you die. Yeah. Like you have to be a licensed electrician. Yeah. And their process of becoming a full-fledged electrician has, it's like they have apprentices. Yeah. And you're like, a journeyman and then you're, yeah. Yeah. It's a, they, it's a Yeah. But as a plumber? Yeah. I, they technically kids do too. learn a trade. Yeah, we need tradespeople. I wish we had the school systems that they have in other parts of the country where you learn a trade in high school. There's a lady I follow on Instagram called the Trans Handyman. Mm-hmm. She's really cool. Yeah, Aww. Trans Handyman. I love that. Does she teach people how to do stuff. Yeah, and she just put out a book. Aww. Which everyone should go and buy about like how to do your own stuff. And yeah, when you're a renter, I saw her. Yeah, blue hair. She has blue hair. But she does, like, I think how to do stuff when you're a renter, like, and how to add an extra lot. Like, if you're trans and you're traveling and you feel unsafe, mm-hmm. here's, like, a thing you can buy to put an extra lock on your hotel room. So, like, yeah. so it's unfortunate necessary stuff, but, like, right. tons of interesting stuff. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's cool. Cool. But she does a lot of like, here's a practical way to fix this thing. Or here's like a practical thing you can buy that will do this for you or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's my plug. Yeah, I love DIY stuff. Yeah. I would never pay a plumber. I'm sorry, plumbers. But just can't. Some people can't. Or some people make their time is so full. Yeah. That it doesn't make sense for them to take that time out and do mm-hmm. it themselves. Like 275 would be fine. Yeah. Fine. To, for an aerator? Like my friends that I was a surrogate for. Oh, right. That absolutely would be. Like, that's just not, they don't have time for Do that. Do you, was that baby your baby? Uh-uh. It was another egg. Yes. They had a donor egg and their sperm. Yes. Is it twins? Yes. And each baby took to one? Yes. Oh, I love so that. So they're half siblings but twins. You were a surrogate? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it must be your Scorpio Mercury. Yeah. It was me going, well, this seems weird that I had two kids, which I didn't, I mean, I was just. So it was after you had your two kids? Wow. So you didn't have to do any of the hormone stuff. I did. You did? You still have to. You have to like trick your body into thinking you're pregnant when they do the transplant. Because it has to be like, oh, yeah, I ovulated. Yeah. Yeah, So so it receives it and like holds it. Yeah. Yeah. So you do it for the first 20 weeks. You have to take. Do you ever see those babies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We went to visit them this summer. They're four or five now. Aww. Yeah, but I mean, we didn't have to, when we tried to get pregnant and like once, it was like, let's get pregnant right now. Okay, done. And so I was like, well, there's lots of people that that's not the way that it is for yeah. them. And it feels very, very unfair for me to just walk around with my very well functioning uterus. Yeah, if out you're good at that, if you're good at having babies, yeah. like that's yeah. a Do gift. you enjoy pregnancy? No. That's funny. Amber did. Amber liked did pregnancy. Not like being pregnant. And then pregnant for twins was like, Next level. You know what? I, did you get bed rest, like, farther along? No, I didn't. I did it at the very beginning of being pregnant with the twins because I had um, – there's this thing where you get blood between the uterine lining and your uterus. Mm-hmm. And if you do too much activity, you can dislodge it. Like, if you leave it long enough, it'll just absorb. Mm. Or you can dislodge it and you end up bleeding like you're having a miscarriage. So, oh. like, we went and walked around something. I came back and, like, that night I was like, oh, my God, I went to the bathroom in this, like – 
giant clot came out and I was like, I was like, Matt, I need you to come in here and I need you to check this. I was like, yeah, I, I need you to look and see what this is. Mm -hmm. I can't look. Did you go to the doctor? I did the next day. And it was okay. It was fine. It was just like. That's what it was. That's what it was. Everything was fine. It was an uneventful pregnancy, but. Yeah. Except for that. How far along were you then? I was only like maybe 12 or 13 weeks. So it could it could have come out and been. Yeah. A baby could have come out and been yeah, just it tissue. It would have looked like. Just tissue at 12 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I can't. Sneaking in that. This turned Sneak really heavy. Sorry. Yeah. That's probably why I'm I had sorry. those nightmares the other day. My my friend was telling a story about how this trainer. I don't want to tell a story again. Eh, yeah, I do. Dog trainer had her dog and a dog she was training in the car. And she ran inside to get something. And the car turned off. And when she came back out, both dogs were gone. No. Mm-hmm. That's what this last story before I went to bed was. What do you of mean? course you had a bad trip. Yeah. Like they were overheated. The the dogs How long was she gone? I don't know, but it doesn't take long when it's hot mm -hmm. at all. It takes not long at all. Like you can't leave. I'm really sensitive about it too cuz with Henry like if it's more than like 65 degrees outside, the car will get too hot for them to be comfortable. So, I guess she had like a push start. Or something and the car turned off and oh she came back mm -mm. and like can you imagine that how poor thing yeah she's poor traumatized woman, for life that poor woman she can't do her job anymore she's a dog yeah. trainer and she can't so, do it anyway i had two twins i had twins they were fine yeah Just to end on a positive yeah. note here yeah i am so I loving that yeah and i would love beautiful. to talk more about that with you and it was dad's, and it was so sweet. Yeah. Where do they live? They live in Washington, D.C. And the one dad cried, because I had, like, a postpartum. I had a rough after the babies. Mm -hmm. I had, like, a postpartum hemorrhage, and then I mm. had postpartum eclampsia, which just, what the fuck? I went through two pregnancies, and nobody told me about postpartum eclampsia what until is that? I had it. Can you share that? It's yeah. the leading cause of maternal death in the United States. What? What is it? It is after you have the baby, you have a sudden spike in blood pressure. And it's anywhere from three days to a week or so afterwards. I've never heard of this. So it's literally right after you discharge. That's why women go home and have a stroke and die. Because you're fine for the first three days. You go home with your baby. You have a bad headache because suddenly your blood pressure. Mine was like 150 over 230. Is that high? Oh yes. God. I had to like be rushed into another room, go on this like uh, magnesium drip for 24 hours so that I wouldn't have organ damage while they waited for the blood pressure medication to kick in. And I didn't know about that. My first two pregnancies, I wow. was literally sent I had home. No and idea. That kind of yeah. You and, had a pregnancy. And what Why didn't you it? know about it? What triggers Nothing. it? Nothing. It's just random. It's literally just Is random. That so it wasn't because it was twins or anything like nope. that? And that's after I had lost a third of my blood volume. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if I had not had a postpartum hemorrhage? If I had been at, like, if I hadn't been a third So you're low? saying if you had been higher, it would have killed you? Yeah. Because you'd have had too much blood. Well, you would have, your blood pressure goes so high you have a stroke. Like, I talked to a lady who was doing like a marathon, like an awareness marathon. And, and I was like, oh, I had that. And she goes, oh my God, you survived? Like, her daughter went to the hospital, had her baby, brought her baby home, and a week later she had a stroke and died. Wow. That's I, fucking crazy. Why? 
did I not know about that? I cannot that? believe there's not more awareness about that. Why is that not something that they tell you about? Hey, when they you should go tell home, you about that. So, what first. are the signs of it? Like your headache. Blo- headache. Hi- well, high blood pressure. You can feel high blood pressure if you know what you're. If you, you know just what- had a baby, you don't know. Okay, yeah. so immediately you should keep moms in the hospital for five days after yeah. a baby. Well, you can't. Or send though. them home with a blood pressure monitor. Yeah. yeah. Be like, you need to be taking your blood pressure every four hours for the next two weeks. Yes. yes. How hard was that? Not yes. hard at all. Not hard at all. And that would save lives. Yeah. My blood pressure was so high, my internal organs hurt. That's how I knew. I was like, my stomach hurts. I don't know why. And so they took my, I was getting what ready is your to blood leave. pressure? Your blood pressure is how fast your blood's moving through your body, it's right? The, the force with which your blood is moving through your body. So yes. is it a heart rate thing? No. It's just moving. What's forcing, what makes it your high? Heart. But it's like your heart squeezing too hard. Your work, your body's working too hard. The pressure blood around. Yeah. So if you have high blood pressure, it means your heart has to work harder to move your blood. Right. And it can cause like, literally, there's too much pressure in your brain. That's why you get headache. And there's too much blood pressure in your organs. Like more, it's like overinflating a tire. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Ugh. I really did need something else to be anxious about. Sorry. Well, you know what. <laughs> Just next time. Wow, we went from really happy surrogacy story. I'm going to leave that in. Here comes Debbie Downer. This is why the United States has the highest maternal mortality rate. Because they don't give you a blood pressure Because they don't give a shit. You had the baby. No one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. Are you going to leave this baby? Yes, I am. Hell yeah. You just had the baby and they send you home. They're like, you did your job. Good job walking uterus. Please have another one. Thank you ever so much. And that's it. They don't care. Yep. Mm. They're like, Matt's got a dad. That's got how grandparents. I... It's fine. Jeez. That dads can't. Huh. I said this. I don't know how you're gonna feel about this as mothers, but it was all my so the girlfriends that I went to see this weekend are the group of girls that group of women who there are one, two, three, four, four of us that are unmarried, over thirty five, no kids. Like there's a lot of us out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just lucky that I still have other women Mm -hmm. because sometimes women don't want to be your friend if you don't have kids but thanks for being my friends anyways a lot of married women don't want to be friends with single women single moms i know it's so annoying i'm single i'll be your friend it's fine i don't mind i have both kids and i'm married and you don't give a shit i don't give a shit that libra mars hell yeah but um i said we were talking about kids. I was like, I don't want to be a mom. I want to be a dad. I want to go to work, and come home. You know, like I like would dad love a wife. in the traditional yeah. sense. Yes, Can I you want imagine a wife. Having a wife that is the shit. Hell yeah! Taking some time having a wife has got to be the coolest thing the ever. Fucking coolest yeah. thing. Your food just shows up. Your dishes just get washed. Yeah, this one does the laundry. Your babies are bathed and clothed. For me, I'm just like, or even just someone who does half that shit. If someone took my trash out, I would just cry. I know. Can you imagine if someone had to take the trash? If someone took the trash out. Well, Matt takes the trash out. Yeah, he does. I'm also more or less off duty after six. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's great. I mean. Shift work. Yeah, shift mm-hmm. work works, but I mean, I just thought that was funny because I've always felt like that. Though, is that I don't want I don't want the mom role. I just don't think I would, I wouldn't do it well without a good partner. You got 
it would be too much. I'm not the kind of woman that could do the mom role the way some moms do. Like we have have good friends. The dad's the stay at home dad, and the mom works at Red Hat. Hell yeah! So she goes, makes money, comes back, and he's the stay at home dad. That that. sounds like the life to me. Yeah, and that's how that's she. She said that was her question every time she went on a first date. Was like, how would you feel if I worked and you were the stay at home dad? And if they were like, hell no, she was like, done. Then we're done. Yeah, sorry. I love that. Yeah, I would want rather know what you want in life. Yeah, yeah, that's half the battle. Like that. I do like them. They're fresh. All uh-huh. right. Well, we've this is fun. Thank you for the. Oh, podcast. are we turning it off now? So then we're talking about go. eyebrows. No, sorry. It's, I know it we're is at like nine an hour o'clock. And yeah. So. It was a good girl talk edition. It yep. was okay. So, bye. Until next time, friends. Bye. See you later. Bye. Follow us on the Instagram. Just me tuning in to hear these three chatting about fantasy novels of this spicy variety. Not your average book club, if you know what I mean. Are you happy to see us? Or is that a dagger? It's feast, sheep, shatter. It's feast, sheep, You are listening to a Strange and Beautiful Network podcast, a network of shows focusing on unscripted discussions that promote positive but honest engagement with all the weird and wonderful topics that make our hearts happy. I want to take a moment to express my heartfelt gratitude to all our listeners. Your continuous support and engagement mean the world to us. So if you're enjoying the show, make sure to spread the love, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Strange and Beautiful Network to stay updated on the latest episodes, behind-the-scenes peaks, and exclusive content from all our shows. You can also find additional ways to support this show on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash strangeandbeautifulnetwork. By becoming a patron, you'll gain access to bonus episodes, early releases, our Discord channel, and other exciting perks. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.